Good evening, uh, it's Ioni Mountbatten, and um, I'm uh, coming from West Lafayette, Indiana, USA, and uh, it's uh, about 10.36 p.m. on a Sunday evening. Um, Sunday evening was uh, relatively quiet, and now I'm ready to read to you Chapter 3 of On Days Like This. Chapter 3. Three members of the Scott family ventured out for dinner that evening. Mary was feeling better, but she was really still feeling the residual, the residual effects of a deep slumber. Rebecca Scott and Angie were in good spirits, and they promised each other that this was Mary's day. They walked a few blocks from the hotel on York Street. The rest restaurant that they chose was a nice and simple one that seemed to be more for the date types who might be the conservative parents of the incoming students or any of those who are visiting their children during term time. They were greeted warmly by a nice mature man who gave them a nice table in the center of the restaurant. A, green, a nice green center decor gave the room a freshness that they liked. Rebecca was handed a menu as were the other two by the waiter, a tall man with dark longish hair that reached below his ears. Mary looked up at him and they exchanged a smile. She blushed as his eyes seemed to be devouring her beautiful face. Welcome to El Rado. I'm Andrew. We specialize in Italian food, but we do have some American food, spoke the, Ambrew, spoke the Andrew, their waiter. We have a special today. It's right on the menu on the front page. Thank you, and she said, looking intently at the center of the menu. I'm not especially looking for Italian food. I'll have the special, please, Mary said promptly. Very well, well, miss. He wrote this on the notepad he had in his hand. She looked at him while her parents ordered their own entries, and when he realized she was peeping up at him, he glanced down at her and nodded his head as though he wanted her to go to the back. Mary raised an eyebrow but kept silent. Can I invite you to have some wine? Jan chose. Andrew leaned slightly to show the wine list. It might be nice to have a red if you wish, but would not set you back too much. Angel looked at him, looked up at him and said, Well, it's been quite a day, I must admit. That bottle of red? Oh, a glass for each of us will do, Rebecca said with a hint of a warning. Oh, Mom, Mary said with a chuckle. Very well. Andrew gave his light bow and then to Mary he gave the same signal with a nod of his dark head. Her parents started to talk about their trip to return to Mertonville. Mary decided to excuse herself and went to the back where she did not see anyone for a brief moment. Then she bumped into Andrew, who was behind her. Oh, hey, they both said at the same time. Are you coming on to me? She asked frankly. Yes, Andrew said with a pleased smile. Well, you're really fresh, Mary said with a smile. I'm not sure I ought to be talking to you. Why? He took her aside and kept her out of sight. I'm a customer. Do you not have rules about this? This is not my main job. I don't care if they fire me tonight. Andrew said, his eyes still studying her uplifted face. You're very pretty. Mary stepped back. I think you really need to mind. I need to talk to you. Can you come back tonight? Heck no. Okay. Well, tell me where your hotel is. I'll come by after work tonight. What for? You are a flirt, aren't you? You are too. Okay, tell me why you want to see me tonight. I want to see if you and I could date. Is that okay? 
Marion was feeling stressed. This was a very direct invitation for a stranger, even though he was quite attractive. Well, why do you want to date me? I don't know you. I don't like your fresh style. No, I don't want to take waste time. I think you and I would be great together. You're here to attend school, aren't you? No, I'm working at the med school. I have a degree now. She decided not to mention that she was a PhD. Mary was not into boasting about it to any stranger, unless there were people who were in the same field, and even then she would tell them to call her Mary. Well, that's okay. I have a degree too. From Yale? Heavens no, he laughed. So what are you doing instead? I'm, uh, I'm working in New York City. I only come here some days and evenings. Really? She looked skeptical. Are you serious? No, let me see you tonight. I can explain. Okay, I guess I'd better get back to my table. I'll see you later. But I'm not used to this sort of thing. I know. I apologize. You are a good woman. Don't turn me down just because. I have to get to know you better. I don't know why. Are you into Asian girls or something? Or what? He looked offended. I am interested in you and not because you will have a Japanese parent. Is that good with you? Fine, I forgot your name. Andrew Michaels. Okay, Andrew Michaels, I'll see you later. I'm going to get back now. Good. He hesitated, unwilling to let her go. Could you please take this card and keep it? It has my number on it. Okay. She took it and put it in her pocket. Don't tell your parents. I know it's weird, but... Oh, my God. I Okay, tell them, but... Heck no, I might lose my job if they knew I was asking for a date. Andrew looked pleadingly at her. Mary wasn't sure, but she took, shook her head and left him. Men are so weird, she thought. And then she felt glad that someone like him was interested in her. It seemed as though Yale was going to be a lot of fun, but this was not the sort of excitement that she wanted to experience just at the time she went to get an interview. Her thoughts were all over the place as she approached the table. Her parents saw her and ignored her, continuing their conversation. Mary placed a napkin on her lap and kept thinking of Andrew. It was almost as though she was beginning to float on a cloud, this attention from an unattractive man. Finally, her mother glanced over at her. She saw Mary smiling to herself. What's funny? I'm, um, not really. Something that I thought about when I had my interview today. Oh, what was the funny thing about? And she asked. Andrew arrived with the first calls and was quiet as he served all of them. This guy, uh, Tom, he was looking at me first with this look like he couldn't care less. Mary recounted with a chuckle. Then a few minutes later, he looked as though he had seen a ghost. Her chuckle had became a laugh and it sounded like a peal of bells. He just had this jaw, his jaw open almost all the time during me talk. So funny. Tom sounds like a stupid asshole, Angie said coldly. Oh, he must have had a problem, but it wasn't about you, surely, Rebecca said assuringly. Oh, I don't care. Andrew heard this and decided that this was a good time to ask them about the preference for the cheese. Did you, any of you wish for some extra cheese on your pasta? No, these all said together. Um, that's the rest. That's, the, that's it for chapter three. Um... You know, it's really funny. As an independent writer, I have to do almost everything. Um, write and uh, format and 
proofread and uh, copy edit. I haven't got money to edit um, or use somebody or have somebody do it for me. Some of them cost quite a lot of money to do it. And so um, as I'm reading my book, I'm beginning to look at this and seeing some things that I ought to change. And I'm probably going to have to do another revision of it. And I'm not too unhappy about it, but I'm still thinking that writing is very difficult work and it's a solitary work. Uh, I'm grateful that Colin uh, has had time to be my muse and give me uh, as much help as possible to write my books. And I'm really grateful to him forever. And I love him very much. So anyway, until the next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.